the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible beautifully describes the creation of the first man, woman, and marriage. God made the heavens and the earth with us in mind. Then he made man in his image and breathed into him the breath of life to care for the universe he created. If that wasn't enough, he made woman from the rib of man to compliment him. And with God's blessings, they became husband and wife. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander articulates this beautiful truth from the Holy Scriptures. But, uh, excuse the English, we ain't doing nothing. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? If you're a red-blooded man and that woman's in there and heat comes up, you, it creates all kind of things. Because of rebellion against God and his word. You know what the word of God says, but you, you, it's your way. You're rebellious. They have allowed the spirit of the age to trump God's word. What the culture is saying. What the media is saying. What Hollywood is saying. Hollywood can't tell you a thing about marriage. All those multiplicity of divorces. Don't you get your cue from them? Uh, Matthew 19, 4 and 5. Matthew 19, 4 and 5, it says, and he answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them in the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. If you are living with someone that's not your husband or wife, it is rebellion against Almighty God. Why do people co- cohabitate? Why do they shack instead of getting married? Number three, because it gives them a sense of freedom that if things don't work out, they can just walk away. You know, we don't say I do. We don't go to the altar. If they don't work out, we can just split and don't have to worry about a divorce. Some couples even settle for contract or open marriages, which gives them the freedom to pursue other relationships. See, that's not a commitment. That's why they won't get married. In other words, they can be friends with benefits. There's an old adage that says, why buy the cow when you can get the milk free? Why buy the cow when you can get the milk free. Hebrews 13, 4 says marriage is honorable among all. It's an honorable thing. And, and, it's, it's, and it's also honorable to be single, to be a Christian, to be single as unto the Lord. You're not, you don't just have to get married. You can be joyfully 
single unto the Lord, allowing him to be your head and enjoying living the Christian testimony to the glory of God. It doesn't matter, matter whether you're 50 or 60. Don't let anybody say what's wrong with you, why you're not married. Don't let them pressure you. God has called some to, unto singleness, and that's a wonderful thing. But if you don't have the gift of celibacy, you get married. Hebrews 13, 4 says marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. There are so many marriage beds being defiled. It's a sad thing when a husband or wife bring uh, sexual diseases to the spouse and then you're wondering what happened. You know what happened. You've been out there fooling around. Marriage is honorable, honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But look, look at this. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. God will judge. Folk don't care anymore. And people just sleep around, mess around, multiplicity of partners. And some of you doing it right before your children. And uh, as if your children don't understand what's going on. When they see those people coming in at your house, they not as uh, crazy as you think they are, or naive rather as you think they are. Number four, because of fear that the marriage won't work out. How can I get married? It might not work out. Many have been duped by society into believing that marriage won't work out because of the presence and prevalence of divorce in the world and even the church. In the world and even in the church. You know, you see so many Christian marriages divorcing. Uh, you see divorce everywhere. And so that's that's uh, really causing you to have a second thought and not get married when you look around and see so many marriages failing. So many marriages failing. So you say, since, since so many marriages are failing, uh, why should we uh, get married anyhow? You know, and so you, you come up with that conclusion and you've been duped. Anybody here been married 10 years? Uh, stand up. You've been married 10 years. 10 years? Okay. Okay. God bless you. Anybody married uh, 20 years? Stand up. Okay. You've been married for 30 years? Stand up. 40. Okay. And then, okay. 30 years. All right. Sit down. Have a thing. Uh, you've been married for 40 years? Stand up. 40. Look at a 40. Let's give him a big hand. Okay, you may be seated. Anybody been married for 50 years? Stand up. Anybody here 50 years? Look, 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 look at the 50s. Look at the 50s. Look at the 50s. Now, if you were asking any of those persons that's been married 50 years, was it all peaches and creams? They say, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you ever have some spats? Yeah. Did you have some hardships? Did you have problems with children? Did you have finances? Yeah. How did you make it? God, trust, the word, loyalty, commitment, leave and cleave. Okay. That's how you, and, and so don't let the world dupe you. You saw some marvelous illustrations in here. And the world will make you think that nobody, that, that this is not possible. That it's not possible. It is possible. With God, we can do all things. Number five, why do people rather cohabitate or shack? Because of the deception that since they're already living together, they're basically married anyhow. 
you know, we've been together 10 years, so why get a certificate, a license? In other words, they have been shacking for so long uh, that they believe they are married. <laughs> Even though some states recognize this situation, calling it karma law marriage, it is not valid, a valid marriage according to God and his word. You know, the, the state and the government will often sanction laws that are uh, unbiblical. But, but, but God's law trumps man's law. Amen? Amen. I don't want to get a license. Well, it's amazing. Uh, you had to get a, you get licensed for dogs. You get licensed for cats. You, you go out there and go fishing now and let that guy come out there and not find license on you. He'll make you throw that rod and reel down. Huh? You get license to do hair. People can't even do nails in a nail shop without license. Huh? You, you, there are requirements in the world, standards. You, 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 don't, you, you don't become a doctor without going to medical school. You don't become a lawyer without taking the bar. Huh? Huh? You don't just, they don't just hand out degrees at Trinity University without you matriculating and coming up to the standards. But come to the church, everything goes. Where are the standards in the church? If my people who are called by what? my name, God is waiting on his people to set the standards. But you know, the standards in the church are so low that we can't even make the difference in the world. Listen, why invite me to your church? Uh, I saw that man in the choir flirting with somebody that's not his wife. You've lost the right to even witness to somebody. Getting quiet in here. And they were naked and not ashamed. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's Word. The six, why do people cohabitate? Why do why they get naked and shack and not ashamed? Because if they marry, they could lose certain financial benefits such as Social Security or government assistance. So it is actually more financial beneficial for me, for us not to marry than to get married and possibly lose some benefits that we were previously receiving. So it becomes a financial thing. Listen, that becomes a lack of trust in God. God can take care of you. He is able to take care of you. Uh, Number seven, why do people rather shack up and co-mingle and cohabitate and not get married because of selfishness of not wanting to merge their assets when they marry, especially in states with community property laws because of selfishness of not wanting to merge their assets when they marry, especially in states with community property laws and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so they want to get married because you're merging your belongings, your accounts, and all of that. And the truth be told, you don't trust a person enough 
uh, to marry them and have all your assets merged. But listen, if you're not ready, if you're not ready to merge your assets and all of these things, then you need to go on about your business, get out of that house and live a life single unto the Lord. I mean, you can't say we married, but that's my account and that's your account. Huh? That's my car and your car. My wife can drive my car anytime she wants to if she needs it. She can drive my car anytime. Uh, 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 that's my closet and your closet. You know, uh, uh, shoots. Women going to always take up closet space. <laughs> so go on, get out the way. All I got is one little spot and that's fine. And all them other closets is Darlene's. <laughs> it's still ours, but you know. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And y'all keeping all that stuff like y'all going to get back down to size. And y'all still holding on. Let it go. Come on. Let it go. Let it go. Stop fooling yourself. You're not getting back that size. you size two. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Uh, number eight. Why do uh, why do couples prefer to shack up and cohabitate? Because some people are willing to take what they can get rather than requiring their partner to step up and to commit to them. They are even afraid to discuss the possibility of marriage for fear of him or her leaving. Man, if, listen, brother, sister, if they if they if they living with you and you and you having sex in there and you eating together, you shopping together, you doing everything anyhow. Why don't you do the honorable thing and get yourself some license and be uh, a good testimony before God and before people before people? Uh, if, if, listen, I wouldn't want anybody blowing in my face. And all that kind of stuff. If you love me, you marry me. If you're not going to marry me, move on. I, I got this man and I'm just going to hold on to him. You, got, you know, he would live in a day that where people want children. They want, people want children without marriage. We live in that day. I feel people say, I want to have a baby, but I don't want to get married. And all that foolishness. Marriages, uh, babies and children ought to be born in the context of a husband and wife. Do you realize there are fewer husband-wife relationships with children born out of that relationship? Like my, like my mother and my, like my daddy. My daddy had 16 brothers and sisters, 10 boys and, and six girls. And they, they all came from the same mama and daddy. You know, that is really, really, really rare nowadays. You know, hey, if you say you love me, then don't talk the talk. Let's put that love into action. Talk is cheap. Don't don't let that man, ladies, devalue you. If he love you, he need to respect you enough to go all the way and make the commitment. You make the commitment. 
You say you love me, then display that love. Let's go get married. You're not going to marry me? Then stop wasting my time. You're wasting my time. I need to move on with my life. I don't have time to be playing around with you. Number nine. Won't y'all say amen? <laughs> uh, here's another one. They live, why people co- cohabitate and they share? They live together in sin while saving up their finances to have a big wedding rather than having something small and living in obedience to God. They say, oh, yeah, we're shacking up, but we're going to get married. We're saving up for the wedding and you're about to get a God-sized whooping. No, what you, if you can't afford a big wedding, go and stop living in sin with the expectations of having a big wedding. Go on, get you some life, say I do, and wait till you can afford to have the wedding you want. Then you get yourself a big wedding. And just because you're a big wedding, that doesn't make a great marriage. There's some, some, some couple spend $25,000, $30,000 on a wedding, can't stay married two weeks. My, my wife and I, you know, we've been married 34 years, and uh, I won't go back too far, but, but, when, uh, but, but when we got married, we got married at Mount Hora Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, uh, on, on Gray Street, just outside of Fort, in Fort Ward, outside of Houston. And uh, we said, anybody want to see us get married, you come to church that day. I had made arrangements. We made arrangements with our pastor, and they heard the sermon, and then her, be- her best friend and my best friend, they came up to the altar, and we got, after the benediction, the wedding music started playing, we came up, said I do, and uh, committed our vows, kissed, and went happily ever after. And uh, the next week, we had a small reception in one of my wife's friends' home. And we couldn't afford all that stuff. We couldn't afford, I mean, if you can have a big cake and beautiful flowing gowns and glitter, and, and you can have all that stuff, it is so Pretty. It's beautiful. You cried. And aren't they beautiful? The train, the entourage, they are coming. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> we didn't have all that, but we've been married for 34 years. That ought to count for something. Just because you spent a whole lot of money don't mean you're going to have a quality relationship. Matter of fact, you ought to put some of that money on the wedding on, on some furniture. Put it on a, you having a big wedding, don't have a couch to, to, to sit on. Great big wedding, don't have a decent bed. Came by roast spray. <laughs> but I had a big wedding. Don't no folks go on about their business. And they forget about all that stuff. And you sitting there broke 20 years paying on, a mar- paying on that wedding and you divorced in two. <laughs> Let me go on. Now, for those of you who are cohabitating or shacking up right now, I'm talking about right now. And I know you out there by radio, television and in this congregation. Allow me to give you some words of wisdom. Number one, 
Repent and get out of sin and abstain from premarital sex. Repent, get out of sin, and abstain from premarital sex. That's right. Do, do right before God. Number two, get premarital counseling. Know what you're getting into. I don't care. If God reveals some signs the day before the wedding and you got the gown and you got the cake and you got the marriage coordinator, I, it doesn't listen. If the spirits say don't do it and you see those signs and they listen, they big writing on the wall. It can be the day of. Don't you do it. We've had we've had cases right in this church. The day before the marriage where one of the, the spouse had second thoughts and said, I'm seeing some things that is disturbing me. And they came to the conclusion that they wouldn't do it. And I said, good for you. Bless you. Don't worry about folks where they bought all these presents. They bought all those. Give them back. And, and, and if, they, if they try to give them back, you ought to tell them to go and keep it for having that kind of conviction. They, you give them a toaster and you ought not even take that toaster back. Don't let them have it for the courage. For the courage. That was courageous. You know, because of your courageous spirit. Listen, that's worth that toast I gave you for a wedding gift. Keep that, baby. Don't worry about what folks say. You got to sleep with that man. You, you, hey man, you got, to, you got to eat with that man and that woman. That's going to be your marriage. I don't, if the signs of that, some of y'all saw some signs and that love and that hope and them false expectations moved you on and you, went, you just pranced around and had your little la-la dance and went on out and, be, and, and fell into depression. And I'm talking to somebody in here. You could have saved yourself a divorce, a whole lot of trouble, but you didn't read your signs. It doesn't matter. Hey, uh, nothing new under the sun. God reveals that to you. Then wait. Get pre- so get premarital counseling. Number three, get your marriage license. Anytime we marry Maranatha, you got to have. Matter of fact, those licenses going to be on my desk before Days before that wedding. That's right. Days before. I want to see license. Real license. I'm not operating on assumptions. And then once you get those licenses, fourthly, get to the altar and say, I do. Get to the altar and say, I do. Okay. That's not, you know, it's not... uh, Illegal, nothing wrong to get married in a court, on a ship, and all those stuff. But it's something sacred about getting married at the church. Now, just because you got married in other venues don't mean you're not married. I'm not saying that one bit. But, man, it's nothing like the church. Nothing like the house of God before the people of God to the glory of God. Huh? Because that judge could be lost marrying you. So those things are okay, but what trumps all is the church. Uh, I wish I can go. I think I got about 10 more minutes. Let's go about 10 more, and then I'll be done. 
Oh, God, help me. That's her name. Let me see here. Why did God create marriage? Why did God create marriage? Now, God didn't just happen to create marriage. It wasn't created by accident. Why did God create marriage? Number one, God gave Adam a wife because he needed a suitable companion and helper to complete him. God gave Adam a wife because he needed a suitable companion and helper to complete him. Genesis 2, 20 B says, but for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And so in Genesis 2, 18 B, it says, I will make him a helper comparable to him because the animals couldn't satisfy Adam's need, but that woman could. Number two, God created marriage in order to ensure the process of procreation for the continuous of the human race. God created marriage in order to ensure the process of what? Procreation for the continuous of the human race. Genesis 1, 28a says, and God blessed them and God said, Unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. The procreation of the human race through the family was God's original plan for mankind from the, from the very beginning. Satan has undermined marriage and has severely damaged the family through selfishness and carn- carnal gratification, which ushers in all kinds of sexual perversion. And we can clearly see Satan attempting to cut off the propagation of the human race through abortion and same-sex marriage. He created marriage because he expects us to be fruitful and multiply in the context of holy matrimony. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage, children and parental responsibility in the family, and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, Please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.